And welcome to the November edition of the official podcast for the Seton Hall Sports Poll. It's conducted by the Sharkey Institute, and it's sponsored by the Stillman School of Business at Seton Hall University. My name is Seth Everett. He is the director of the Seton Hall Sports Poll, Rick Gentile. And Rick, we have some interesting topics today. I would say you never do a boring podcast. But I will say this. Um, with the events in Paris... How was the determination to make sure it was part of the sports poll? Before we give the results, I want to understand the thought process because with the immediacy at the time of this recording, it had just happened less than a week ago, and now suddenly we're in this position where it suddenly becomes part of the sports poll. Well, the the process is usually I wait until the Friday before we do our poll on Monday to kind of come up with the final questions and um, I was sitting and doing stuff and um, I just thought I wonder if I should ask a question about Paris and one of our consultants at the same time sent me an email saying do you think it's too soon and I thought well we're supposed to be on top of the news so let's just go for it and we did. You did and the the idea that what had happened the horrific events that had happened at a sporting event immediately becomes a hot topic because it's fresh. The question that was asked, and I want to make sure that we understand exactly what we're addressing here, there was just a terror attack at a soccer stadium in Paris. How concerned does this make you in regard to attending a sporting event in a large venue in the United States? Would you ask the same question three months from now? Yeah, actually, we probably will follow up. Hopefully, I don't have to say the first sentence, which is right, that yeah, there was sure. a terror attack. But, yeah, generally when we we like to track um, questions like this to see what, you know, how the public's opinion is changing. And, and invariably, it does change on these kinds of things. Uh, 34% said very concerned, 39 somewhat concerned. So over 70% were concerned. Uh, was, did that come according to what you thought? I thought I was surprised. I was surprised. I generally, um, in the past, and not not necessarily in polls, but but people have done the you know if we don't go to these events, the terrorists have won kind of mentality. Um, this time, I think people were shaken up. I have found from traveling the country, security at ballparks varies. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying some places better than others. Um, there is not a perfect system. Whose responsibility is it? The individual ballpark? Should the sports leagues get involved? Well, you know, depending on the event, it is often the the ballpark. But for a big event, a really big event like the Super Bowl, it's the NFL's responsibility, for instance. The Final Four, the NCAA, hire security people to to make sure that, you know, that security is tight. Um, Yeah, it does vary. I've done a number of Olympics and been at a number of Olympics. And I used to think nothing is, is as secure as an Olympic Games, but... Now, a Super Bowl or a Final Four, you just, you know, you, you can't, I, I, it's it's hard to imagine anybody could get in with any any suspicious stuff. We have much more to get to on the poll. I want to divert for one second. Was there any consideration, and I, I'm just throwing this out to you, uh, the decision that the soccer players were not told about the events? From what I was understanding, and, and there's a, a great article in the New York Times by Sam Borden, about how the coaches knew about the attacks and they chose not to t- tell the players because they needed to keep the streets clear for emergency vehicles and, you know, a crime scene. Um, 
they couldn't have 45,000 people leaving the stadium. They had to keep the game going. At one point, they were like, can we jerry-rig overtime? Can we do something to keep the players there? Did you, it, it was very interesting because one of the players lost a cousin. One of the players had a sister who was in the nightclub. She was okay, but it, it was a tough situation. It's a very interesting global debate. Did you consider that for the poll? Um, a, I didn't know all that detail when we first okay. did the questionnaire, but I probably would not have because, I, I, you know, that's that was such a tough call. Um, I'm not sure. You know, there's, there's certain questions that just feel like it's – you're you're almost second guessing what what must have been a really difficult situation. Um, I, I you know I'm my assumption is that they felt that the the one device that went off, um, which I guess was a suicide bomb, but um, that the situation was controlled and and as you just said, the it was more important to considering the situation to keep the roads clear. But I don't know that the public would necessarily have an opinion. It would require so much explanation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really lend itself to a poll question. Fair answer. I just I thought it was intriguing, given the given the topic and given the the journalism that came out a- after the fact. Uh, then it gravitates toward at least the poll does gravitates towards uh, fantasy and the daily fantasy, the controversy. When we last did a podcast, there wasn't the New York Attorney General. Uh, challenging the um, the legitimacy of DraftKings and FanDuel, uh, we can refer to them as daily fantasy. We're we're not favoring one o- over the other. Uh, FanDuel and DraftKings were ordered to cease doing business in New York State because they were deemed to be gambling sites. Gambling sites. Do you agree with the decision by New York State or disagree? Thirty eight percent said agree. Thirty one disagree. Thirty one don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there. Break down that response, and then I'll follow up because I have a follow-up. You know, to me, what it says is um, not surprising that that people simply don't have – that the public, I should say, doesn't have a a strong lean one way or the other. Um, You know, is it gambling or not? We've asked all these questions, and and the numbers keep coming out the same. Certain people say, yeah, it's gambling. So what? I still want to be able to do it. You know, so I, none of these numbers have changed a lot, and we've now done three polls, and none of these numbers have changed a lot. The idea that when you ask these questions, um, I, the disclaimer—I I mean, maybe we should do the disclaimer in the beginning. You know, the way the the, the generated uh, idea—you know, how how phone numbers are dialed from samples of. 879 adults in the United States conducted by the Sharky Institute. We can get through all of that. My question is with the answer, with the people. If you call a a poll a pollee, and they are they are gambling, they're doing fantasy. They're in a fantasy league. Their their answers are not going to be honest. I'm not saying the integrity of the poll is in question. The integrity of the people getting polled is. In yeah, question. we we found that over the years that when you ask people. And, and frankly, we've tried to avoid doing it. When you ask people, um, have you ever bet with a bookie? I, I've, we've even asked during the NCAA tournament, um, have you, you know, do you fill out a bracket? Well, we know everybody on earth fills out brackets for the NCAA right, tournament. Right. We get a response that like 15% say yes because it's like, well, if it's illegal, I'm not going to say yes. So that's kind of a given in these things. Do you think betting on sporting events on the Internet should be illegal? Forty percent said yes. Forty-seven percent said no. Thirteen percent said don't know. 
Again, if you're betting, it's no. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I mean, it, we didn't say, do you bet on sporting no, but, events? We said, do you think it should be illegal? But if you're doing it, you want it to be legal. Yes, of course. So, so you're in that answer, group. Right. Your answer is group. what you want. It's not what you think. Uh, that's a fine point, Seth. I don't know. Um, the, yeah, the answer is... You know, look if if you're if you're in, indulging in some vice, if you know, if do you think marijuana should be legal? If you smoke marijuana, you're going to say, yeah, of course it should be legal. But even if you don't smoke marijuana, you might say it should be legal. If you listen to our last podcast, we discussed the idea. We were talking about whether or not DraftKings and FanDuel could advertise on sporting events. Right. Correct. Right. It's changed now. The rhetoric has changed. Now it's, can you do it? Yeah, that's true. Well, the the legalities have changed. I mean, all of a sudden, the, the Attorney General, the FBI is investigating, the Department of Justice is investigating. It's become a thing. <laughs> I, I did a podcast. I, I have to have full disclosure. I did a podcast with someone from FanDuel. I have been talking to FanDuel. The conversations have changed. It is, it is a... A huge uh, change. Uh, the question then becomes, and you ask it in the poll, do you think participation in daily fantasy sports is a form of gambling or is it a game of skill? I don't know how this is a debate. 50% said form of gambling. 31 said game of skill. Uh, 20% said don't know. What's your thought on that? Again, we've asked the question before. The numbers come out You've asked that much same the question. same. Yeah, the same question. And... Look, I, I don't, I don't, I think it's such a fine line. I can't imagine that that's really the disclaimer in the law. It's such a fine line between. Isn't poker a game of skill? I mean, you know, if you if you go into a poker game with some really good players and you think this is a game of chance, you know, you're not going to leave with any money. So, I, you know, it, it, to me, it's both. To be perfectly honest, I think it's both. It's a game of skill. It's a game of chance. Nevertheless. The question is, if the law states that that all gambling, uh, internet gambling, should should be disallowed, you know, it's pretty clear what this is. Do you find that I live in New Jersey? Oh, oh, I see. I can okay. do FanDuel. Yeah. If I'm from New York, can I convince my phone that I'm in New Jersey? Well, there's ways to do. Um, I'm told that there. Not that I know this. I'm told <laughs> you have that there a are ways. Right. That's right. I have a friend. <laughs> it fell off a truck. I have a friend who uh, told me that you can. Buy software that will essentially mask where you're coming from, and that that I read in the Times actually that DraftKings has not blocked that software, but FanDuel has. Now I don't know if that's still the case. So I that, that's right, my at the disclaimer. time of this recording, that it's a very fluid story. Yeah, so facts might have changed. Exactly, but but yes, you can mask where you're where you're logging in from, and that would enable you to, you know, when when Jersey allowed uh, internet betting, people were we're getting fake addresses in New Jersey to log right. in from. So, you know, that's that's really not a new thing. Would it make my taxes go down? <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Yes. Uh, a number of states, including New Jersey and California, are discussing regulating daily fantasy websites. Do you think these sites should be regulated by state government? Uh, 51% said yes. Uh, 35 said no. 14 said don't know. It's consistent with do you think it's a form of gambling? Yeah, but here's my my thing. I was surprised by that one because generally when we've asked in the past, not about this particular subject, but almost anything, do you think the government should regulate, name your crime, <laughs> um, and people automatically say no. 
no, enough government regulation. We have enough government. Right. Regulation. You know, let's, this one, I was surprised that the answer was yes. I, 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 need, I believe there needs to be transparency. I don't know how else you get it. For all the people that say too much government, find me a better way to regulate this. Yeah, I agree. Are you going to appoint a czar? I always thought, and this goes back to earlier conversations that you and I have had, my biggest complaint with the steroid issue with Congress was the lack of research done by Congress. Those are the people that were deciding this? I'm not denying that guys did steroids. I'm I'm not pretending I didn't live in that era. I noticed that the government, I was so disenchanted with the committee than I was with the players that were, were getting their names drugged through the mud. It's the same thing. Who's going to regulate this? There are people, I will say this from personal note, and I know FanDuel people more than I know DraftKings people, they're geniuses. These guys are, are smart. I, I don't necessarily think that they can be running their own businesses without some form of transparency, but... They know more about this than any government official. Yeah, of course. Well, and, and that's not an unusual situation. My thing is that that, that I find interesting, and, it, and it, it, it has to do with what we said before. When we first started doing this, it was about the 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 the, um, the inter. What, what was it again? The the first guy that was that was found out to be inside insider trading. Insider trading. I, I can't right. remember which one he worked for. Right. He worked for one and bet on the other. Right, right, whichever right. one. Um, that seems to have have you know sort of have sort of broken the dam here. Um, originally, we were really concerned about, or at least we were interested in finding out, because of the 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 fact that they had inundated the airwaves with with um, with all these commercials. We were concerned about encouraging people to gamble. I mean, are these commercials encouraging people to gamble? Should they be allowed in college sports events, for instance? And that was the big. And you've done past deal. polls about. Yeah, that. and we talked. We asked about that, and and you know we got again we got mixed reviews. Then suddenly it became, hey, should this even be legal? And the, and the whole conversation really shifted. Why is there so much angst with the attorney general from New York? Why does that exist? But Yahoo can do a fantasy league. I I, I, I cannot believe. I think it. it has to do with the daily the the aspect of this where it's where people are wagering and pardon. Pardon the word, please. Are wagering on a daily basis, and that's gambling, and that's no good. Fantasy leagues have always sort of been that's a cute way of doing things. The the sports, the the leagues love fantasy, of course, because it makes people oh, want to follow the they sports. Love it. They love it, and yet they hate gambling, which of course historically has also been the reason that people follow sports closely. Right. Um, there, there's a fantasy section on MLB.com. Yeah. And Pete Rose is banned. Right, exactly. And I'm not saying Pete Rose shouldn't be banned, but there shouldn't be a uh, – if, if Pete Rose is banned, there shouldn't be a fantasy section on MLB.com. Well, in my, my broadcast career, when I was at CBS Sports, we, we always were um, called on the carpet by the league if, we, if our studio guys discussed point spreads. They just didn't want it. So when Brent Musburger would say – uh, I like the Green Bay Packers in this game big. Everybody knew that was code for to cover. To co- right. And if Jimmy the Greek said, I think the Lions will win, but close, that meant, you know, don't don't give well, the What was points. Jimmy the Greek's role? <laughs> he was an expert. 
he was a sports expert. And that's that was the that was the, the hypocrisy of the whole thing. We were also told, by the way, that fantasy was considered the league considered fantasy sports gambling. And this and I'm talking way back uh, and that they really would rather not discuss it. Did you do past sports polls on fantasy, not daily fantasy? No. It, it hasn't no. permeated? No. Interesting. Let's go to the University of Missouri, their football I've actually, team. I've actually been there. so <laughs> That's nice. Did you get a T-shirt? I might have a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, they threatened to strike and forfeit a game if the president of the university didn't resign over his remarks about racial tensions on campus. Do you think a school-sponsored sports team should involve itself in campus politics? Split right down the middle. 44% said yes. 46% said no. 10% said don't know. I like that the number on don't know was small. Yeah. I like that yeah, people, people just have had an opinion, an opinion yeah, about this. I agree. And I, and I think, I mean, maybe because maybe I'm sort of a child of the 60s, I, I, I found that surprising. I thought that we would have a lot more people saying they shouldn't be involved. Um, you know, the, 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 there was a sensitivity here. Um, here, here's a football team on scholarship getting free education, you know, the usual uh, uh, um, reasons for loyalty, uh, in quotes. Um, and yet people didn't react badly. People didn't react negatively and say these kids should be happy with, you know, in, in my day, that would have been the attitude. So I, I was kind of surprised that it was split down the middle. It's a, it's a tough position because uh, the players are students, they can't, they can't stand with their fellow student uh, and support their fellow student and then go play the game. Um, they were put in an unwinnable situation. The, the players, I don't blame the players for feeling the way they did, but they cannot then go to their fellow student and say, look, it doesn't involve me. I can't do anything about it. Um, there is a greater debate, which you, you ask also in the poll about, compensation for players and 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 the, and the like when it came to the University of Missouri the NCAA can't get involved the the conference can't get involved no, it's strictly an internal it's deal quick, yeah. it, it's simply the University of Missouri correct yeah. yeah and and you know these kids were the kids as you said are in a really bad situation uh, um and yet they sort of took a stand and the, the coach supported the stand which I, which I found surprising again an employee not a student an employee of the university so you know, I, th this was a really interesting situation. Um, they were frustrated. They had had conversations. Uh, or, originally, the 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 reaction was was based on the president's non-reaction to the situation, and then there was a sit down with them, and apparently remarks he made further inflamed, and they they took a stand. And you know, hell, the 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 public is not coming out against the stand they took, which is again, I think, a very interesting we're in an interesting time yes uh, uh college sports um well there's a couple of things about college sports that i think have to be acknowledged uh one of which is the idea that uh, you know players get this free education and there is no greater value there are so many people listening to this podcast that are paying off their student loans so I don't want to sit here and pretend that that's something that's naive. You do ask in the poll, college football generates enormous profits for many universities. Do you think college football players should be compensated beyond the scholarships they receive? 
36 said yes, 36% said yes, uh, 57% said no, and 7 said don't know. Um, your thoughts on that? Result? Well, you know, my thoughts are tempered by the fact that, that we've asked this question before, not specifically about football players, but about athletes, student athletes. And the numbers have always, the yes numbers have always been lower. This is the highest yes response we've gotten that oh. they should be paid or should be compensated beyond the, beyond their um, – now, that, that could be a result of all of the press that the various – the O'Bannon lawsuit and the various other lawsuits have gotten. Um, but the public is starting to feel that there's so many millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that are, that are changing hands between the, the football conferences and networks – and I think people are starting to say, wait a minute, maybe maybe there should be some compensation. I don't like that a player is not allowed to try to earn. That I, I have that's that's where this is a fine line for me. I I I want them to get the free education, I get that, but that doesn't mean that they can't work at McDonalds. As long as they're not missing practice or missing I that's where I right. fall. No, I guess the NCAA rule is that you shouldn't be if the, if you're going to work at McDonald's, you should have the same opportunity to work at McDonald's as any student, not just because you're on the football team or the basketball team, Correct. because you're an athlete. But that's that's right, um, and and that should be that should right. be. You should be allowed right, to have right. a car on right. campus. You should be allowed. And, and now most most of the of the certainly in the five uh, what they call power conferences, um, leaning more towards some stipend for for student athletes. Cost of attendance is a big deal where they'll get. In addition to room and board and and uh, and obviously tuition, they'll get some amount of money so they can live normal lives on campus like any other kid would. Right, just give them a, the opportunities that any other kid. I had right. part-time jobs, I had internships, yeah. I did, and they don't really have time. I mean, honestly, student right. athlete doesn't so so much have time to go work at You're McDonald's. Right. He's got practice, he's got to study. Um, so it, and he it, shouldn't it, be it, eating McDonald's. Uh, that's. I don't want to say that. They he might can be, work at the they salad might be a place. Sponsor. He can. He, <laughs> he can work at the salad place. I understand. <laughs> that's right. Um, but it, that's a. It, this is a really complicated issue, and and uh, you you know you almost feel guilty putting it into it. Like here's a one sentence question. Can you you know what do you right. think? It's so complicated. It's the nature There's of polling. So many right. factors, but right. That is the nature. Uh, uh, my alma mater, Syracuse, used to have a McDonald's right on. Uh, Marshall Street, the famous uh, street, it has since closed. How does a McDonald's, uh, again, college students, tell me this. How does a McDonald's close on a college campus? How is that possible with the amount of things that are allegedly done on campus? I I once went, I was in Budapest, and I was walking down this famous walking street in Budapest, the name of which I can't pronounce, and there was a McDonald's. I had no idea. I walked into the McDonald's. I was fascinated by it. Walked into the McDonald's. Of course, when you're in a McDonald's, you have to eat something. So sure. I did. And then I found out that later that day that this was the most um, populated, the most used, the most the, the busiest McDonald's really? in the world. Wow. The McDonald's in Budapest. So, <laughs> that's wild. So if they can make it, the one in Syracuse can make it. Uh, that, that's wild. Um, all right. Uh, Russia has been banned from international track and field competitions pending a doping investigation of athletes and officials. If the allegations prove to be true, do you think all Russian track and field athletes should be banned from next year's Olympics or only Russian track and field athletes who test positive for performance enhancing drugs should be banned? Only 14 percent said all Russian track and field athletes should be banned. Seventy seven said only the athletes who test positive and 8 percent said don't know. 
the problem with this is is how thorough the investigation goes. If they know it was the culture and they know the coaches authorized this, it's very hard to say, well, that guy didn't test, so you know he, he doesn't know anything about it. Again, it, it goes back to an earlier theme, transparency. Yeah, this is a, and this is also, again, another very complicated issue. But um, the, the, the deal here was that I was curious to know whether people thought if there's been sort of institutional institutionalized doping, if the officials are involved, they, they're claiming doctors have known about it, et cetera, et cetera, kind of like the old East German um, days, um, would people say, okay, they should be punished? The whole the Russian Federation should be punished. Um, and the answer is is no. They don't think it. They don't think the individual athlete should be punished because of because of this institutionalized thing, um, which I think is, a, frankly, I think is a, a very enlightening answer. It's it's uh, enlightened answer. Yeah, it, 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 no, it's it's very interesting, and we should uh, acknowledge that at the time of this recording. Uh, the agency has banned uh, the guilty athletes uh, from international competition. Uh, that story, I, I would say there's going to be a follow-up, and there probably right. will be a follow-up. Yeah, the investigation is ongoing. So, yes, again, that, that makes it I, – I, you have no idea how long I labored over this question. Cause, really? Because I just I, – I wrestled with the language, and um, and then I thought that the, the – I, I, I like to back into them sometimes, and I thought, well, what do I want to find out here? And what I wanted to find out was – do people want to punish all Russian track and field athletes, or do they, or sh- or should only the the quote the guilty ones be punished? And and that was the answer, the latter. I was fascinated with uh, the the poll results on, in the wake of the Paris attacks. I'm interested in the gambling stuff. I just don't think that's changing. I think you could take those five questions and ask them in a month, and you. You might get different results, that's, but I, we've learned that, yeah, you're right. But I don't know necessarily that that's a, a, yeah. a, a final response. Um, the Missouri stuff was 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 very interesting and all. I, I like that this is where the poll can go. You can hit the hot button topics of uh, the nine major topics that were discussed. Uh, three of them, the news broke within the last ten days. Right. Yeah. The, the um, originally we thought. I, I'll just talk for myself. Um, I thought that we had sort of asked and answered the fantasy questions, but they right, just you had said kept that to me, right. coming. They just kept coming. It didn't stop. It continued to be a front page story. And I thought, well, if it's a front page story, then let's let's see where this has taken us and what the wrinkles are. And then, as you said, the Missouri, the Russia story, and obviously the Paris story all broke. Um, and you know that that is the beauty of this thing. We can we can. We can stay very current. Uh, we can ask the public questions when this, the subject is hot. The danger in this is we pull over a three-day period. Mm-hmm. If if the story changes dramatically over that three-day period, the results are pretty much out the window. You know, if the if you if never the, you can never change the questions. No, once the question is being asked, you can't. Yeah, the, because the then results, the sample size would change. right exactly. So so if the story if if the story is that hot. If something radically changes in that three-day period, you're you're kind of out of luck. That's fascinating. It's fascinating. He is Rick Gentile. Uh, my name is Seth Everett. For more information on this particular poll and past polls, go to the website, sportspoll.shu.edu, and you can find the Seton Hall Sports Poll official Twitter account, at Hall Sports Poll. You can find them on Twitter. Uh, you can find Rick on Twitter as well, at Rick Gentile. 
And I'm at Seth underscore Everett. For Rick, I'm Seth. This has been the Seton Hall Sports Poll Podcast. We'll see you next time.